0: Pick a place, whether it's you know near or far, long or short trip. Pick a place, commit to it. Buy the plane ticket, buy the car rental, buy the hotel, whatever, whatever, whatever like locks you in to go do it. Because
1: this is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action, sports, culture, and more. What's up? And welcome to episode 92 of Life in Motion. Today I've got Lauren and Jesse Stewart with me from the blog The Wandering Stews. It happens that we had Jesse on a couple episodes ago to talk about force relief. And when I found out that they also travel all over the world, I knew I had to learn more about their story. I'm excited to learn about their adventures and uh, see what they're doing to help people experience the world as they have. But uh, Jesse and Lauren, thank you both for being on the show again, or Jesse again. Lauren, thanks for being on the show for the first time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks.
0: Thanks for having us,
1: Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, no, and like I said, you know, after we kind of chatted a little bit um, after we recorded that the episode with Forest Relief and that kind of stuff, learned a little bit more about, you know, what, uh, what you do kind of personally from that aspect and traveling. So I, I figured there were some good stories in there. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of learn more about that journey. Um, but before we do that, uh, let's, let's talk about, about you all kind of, you know, growing up, you know, kind of how you met, kind of what, uh how you caught the travel bug, if you will. Uh, Lauren, I'll let you start.
2: Um, So I am a uh, Midwest through and through, born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, Meeting Jesse at um, Missouri State, he was the cool older senior in the fraternity when I was the young sophomore in my um, sorority. So we met um, down in college and friends first and then you know, I don't know, moving in together, getting married, that sort of whole thing. And um, for me personally, uh, in terms of like travel bug, it—I think it's a very different answer than Jesse's. But my grandparents uh, on my dad's side are um, like German German immigrants. Okay. So, so like my grandpa would always have like the map of Austria Hungary out from like you know prior to World War Two and. Showing me where they grew up, and um, it seemed like National Geographic was always on the TV or um, just conversations of Europe, like beautiful photos I was sort of shown.' So, like <laughs> I guess my grandparents like maybe like warped me. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, it started with this like fascination of like, these are insanely beautiful places. They look nothing like Missouri. And um, I think it was a very natural just sort of exposure into, Um, something so different and curiosity just took hold. And I was like, man, I got to see these places. So travel bug took over.
1: that's all. So, so when you were younger and kind of, you know, kind of being exposed, if you will, kind of to this other kind of culture, you know, from where you grew up and, and everything, and obviously kind of the amazement that came with it, did you, did you ever have an opportunity to, to travel outside of the country or anything kind of at that young age?
2: Yeah. So I actually, the, first time i left the country like you know my i think the first time i left the country was a like all-inclusive trip to like mexico cancun which i feel like is a very like awesome and great way to sort of like dip your toe oh, into, yeah. it, into um like a new place but um i i had this very um strong idea that i would um cut grass for a summer and <laughs> save enough money to backpack to Europe for three months. Um, that did not happen, but thankfully, um, my grandparents actually took, um, my family. So my mom and my dad and my two sisters and myself, um, over to Europe for the first time, I believe it was in 2011, Mm -hmm. 11 or 12, 11 or 12. And we did like, um, two weeks in Europe. We did like a, a, a Rhine river cruise. So starting in Switzerland and ending in Amsterdam and, um, like a little bit of Munich. So anybody that's been to Germany, Munich, House, which is probably one of the most touristy things to do in Munich, but it's awesome.
1: Yes. I've been Um, there. I agree.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So if you know, you know, um, but, uh, so yeah, so I went to Europe for the first time with my family and it, it, it exploded my, my just interest in everything, the way I'm using Europeans as a whole, but specifically, you know, like Germans or the Swiss or, uh, the, the Dutch live. And it just was such a different pace of life yeah. than, than people in the United States live, or at least the familiarity I have with the pace of life in the United States.
1: Yeah. So, and you said that was about 2011. So like what, I guess, um, what's how, how around, how old were you at that time? Like, were you,
2: I think I was Oh, I remember I was under 21 because I was like, okay. sweet, I can drink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, so, so, and, and the reason I asked that is because, um, you, you know, talk, talking to other people, you know, sometimes I, the, you know, there's a, there's a language barrier that goes with that. There's a culture, you know, and kind of like you said, the whole, the whole pace of kind of the, the community that you're in when you're over in somewhere in Europe is just completely different than here at the States. Um, So, so that's, I was curious, you know, once you kind of got that first, that first taste of, of that kind of difference, like, you know, firsthand view, you know, what, what you kind of thought, because some people are like, ah, this isn't for me. Like, I'm going to stay home where I can, you know, speak my own language to all the people and they kind of, you know, stay in their own shelter. But obviously that wasn't the case with you at all.
2: No. I mean, when I went to Europe, I was like, I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to go back. And then I went, I went back a few more, um, I think twice, since my first trip um i think the the two years after 2011 i went and then me and um, some girlfriends went right around the london olympics whenever that was way back when okay and um and i loved it and it it western europe is probably one of the more safer places outside of like an all-inclusive resort you know what i mean like very close to the states because it's it's while there are cultural differences majority speak english the food is you can get any food there you know like chinese indian traditional you know german food like schnitzels and you know all the pint beers and everything but you know there's no matter where you go there will always be a kfc and there will always be a subway (laughs) So I, I, Western Europe is, is, in my opinion, if somebody's looking to sort of get out and see the world, it is a great place to start because it's a well old machine in terms of like transportation. You can, the flights to and from the countries are cheap. Um, as a United States citizen, you don't really need visas. You can travel freely between the countries. Um, so it's nice. It's, it's. It's a good way to sort of experience other cultures without, in my opinion, sort of just overwhelming everyone of your senses.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, so you kind of caught caught the bug, you know, at a, at a young age, kind of with that fascination and stuff from your your grandparents. So, uh, Jesse, how about wh- wh- what's your travel bug story? That's what I'm going to call it.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I like it. Um, so mine probably started a little later than Lauren's, um, and it's a lot of a lot accredited to Lauren. Um, I'd been to, I'd done a 10 week trip in Spain uh, during high school with like our, our Spanish class. And I had a great time, got to explore a lot of cool places. It was a very scheduled kind of uh, structured trip. And we were, I was with a bunch of like my friends from high school. So I don't think I was like, it wasn't opening my eyes as much as it, it could have been because like, as a 16 year old, I was like more focused on cute girls that I was traveling with. And, you know, it was just kind of more the typical teenager mentality. And so I wasn't, I got, I've got great photos and some great memories from that trip, but not, not nothing that really, you know, um, shifted my way of thinking. Um, And as far as like getting me to really want to see more of the world and not that I don't want to, I didn't want to see it. I just, it didn't, it didn't have a priority yet in my mind. Um, and I had been to my parents, my family and I, we traveled throughout the, throughout the country quite a bit. Um, so that was more or less like the family trips that I was exposed to was, you know, driving down, you know, to Florida or, uh, to the East coast or Tennessee, you know, kind of places that are within, you know, 10 to 12 hours of, of our, you know, of where we're from, which, which is, I'm also born, born and raised here in the Midwest, um, as well. Um, but then for me when it really opened my eyes um, and it tied into Lauren's much deeper travel bug at the time. And I think she still does have a much deeper,
1: uh, deeper sure. travel bug than I do. You're um, long for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and the
0: ride's been fantastic. So I can't <laughs> be
1: um,
0: but um, after we, shortly after we both graduated college, um, I think I was in the professional world for about four years at the time. And Lauren had just started, maybe she was a couple of years into it. And, you know, she kept saying, she's like, I think we need to just like quit and go travel uh, Southeast Asia. And I'm like, looking at it, like, what do you mean? Let's quit? <laughs> like, I'm just finally starting to get a stride with my career. Money's coming in. It's like looking really good. And like, I'm like, I'm seeing all the things like everything's unfolding for me, but it doesn't, it doesn't, the part of that picture didn't seem to be quitting and leaving for an extended period of time and then trying to come back and rebuild it. Um, so I was like, I don't know how this is, how this is going to work. And my like logical brain is just like trying to play out all the different scenarios of, of the outcomes. Um, and the one scenario that I couldn't play out in my, in my head, um, was the one that was like the most important of it all. And that was, which re- would actually require me to go to quit my job and go on this trip and just like have the faith to go do it. Um, because it took. It took probably, I would say oh, about a month and a half, maybe two months to finally kind of unwind. So we we left, we quit our jobs and left um, to travel Southeast Asia for what was originally going to be a six month trip. And it took me a solid month and a half to just unwind from like my everyday schedule and work and checking emails um, to like fully getting involved in, and, 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 you know, embracing where we were and what we were doing. And then once hit that, I kind of like just kind of took off. And um the six months ended up being a nine month trip. Um and then really kind of rolled into almost a year because once we got home, we ended up doing some traveling in the United States, uh just doing some some tent camping um in the western part of the country. So for me, it was like it changed my perspective. And it it took the priority of travel and seeing the world from like the bottom of my list to the top, you know, the top two, top three of my list. Um, so it no longer became like, I'm going to do all these other things. And then if there's time for travel, I'll go do that. It it became, um, how do we fit? How do I fit travel in these other things that I want to be doing? And it became that, that priority and that, and that trip really helped change that perspective for me. And, um, and, you know, instill that, that travel bug that I have now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes so, and I I apologize if I, if I missed this in the beginning, but was, so was that your, y'all, um, the first trip together, like out of the States that like, for, you know, I, I guess for that, that Asian trip, when you were like, Hey, we're we're going to leave it all behind, you know, for six months and do that thing.
0: Yeah. Um, we, we had two uh, shorter trips as, as a couple beforehand. We did a, we did a cruise, a carnival uh, cruise and it was fun. It was like a Southern Caribbean cruise. Um, we learned that cruising wasn't really much for us, um, but I think it's a great, it's a great way to travel for, for a lot of people. Um, so that was probably, that was one of our first trips. And then we did a short, like all inclusive, um, stay down in Cancun as well. Okay. Um, kind of with, with the, with the budget we had and, and the time we had, those were the, those were the you know, potential things for us to do, but that, what stemmed off the, the cruise we took, we actually, um, and my, you know, and I guess I should back up a little bit because there's a little more to my travel bug, that it kind of came to me later. My grandfather um, and my grandma traveled all over the world
2: um, with, cruises, with,
0: no. with cruises and um, but they'd been, you know, it, and it was in, in their retired years. Um, so it wasn't, you know, during their working years, but they um, they had been all over the world. I mean, Asia, Europe, uh, Alaska, you know, all throughout the Southern Caribbean. So they really had a chance to see a lot of the world with cruises. So we had a lot of experience just traveling. And before we took that cruise, he said, he said, Jess, let me tell you. The best word of advice I can give you because things always do go wrong, or things will tend to go wrong when traveling. But if you're taking a cruise, get there the day, fly in the day before, so you can kind of get in, get settled, enjoy the night, and then get up right, in, you know, get up early and ready to go for the cruise. that's going to leave you know that afternoon, and we took his advice to do that. But what it actually, on a separate side, it gave us a chance to explore San Juan, which we had not been to. That's where the cruise was where In Puerto out. Rico.
2: San Juan. Puerto in, Rico. in
0: Puerto Rico. And, um, so it, it like, it gave us a little bit of taste of what San Juan was and always like put in our heads, like we we have to come back here. Um, so it was just enough time to kind of give us a sampler of what, of what what that place was. And, um, later, later on, we ended up, did, we did go back and spend a substantial amount of time in Puerto Rico. Um,
2: so, yeah, so I think for both of us, we started off as, you know, Mexico all-inclusive. Like I think those were our first sort of trips outside of the country. So, I mean, nothing like big and scary, um you know, how maybe some of our future trips. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so you said something kind of interesting when you're talking about, you know, um, your, your grandfather, uh, and and grandparents, you know, doing kind of the cruises and stuff and experiencing a lot of the world that way, kind of in the, you know, in the retired years. So, uh, so a, a question, I, I guess I have for you kind of specifically, was there anything that you know, any conversations that, you know, you had with your grandparents or anything like that, kind of at that time where they're like, hey, this is great that we're getting to experience this now, but, you know, were they ever, was there ever a time where like, I wish I did this when I was in my twenties or my thirties, or, you know, you know, during, as you know, as you all have obviously made that leap, was there anything like that, that kind of, that, that maybe they told you that, you know, kind of motivated you, or maybe you thought about, you know, when, uh, you know, Lauren brought up the the crazy idea to, you know, just ditch everything for six months kind of as that first, you know, big, big step.
2: So for me, I feel like, you know, I feel like it's like the baby boomer generation. Like it's like work hard, get a house. Then like when you're settled, like then you can do things. And I feel like since my, um, my grandparents are immigrants they're not, you know, not from the United States, that mentality was true because they were immigrants and they had to work, you know, sort of really hard to establish themselves here. Like they came over and they, you know, right after world war II, they didn't speak any English. Um, but I will say when I told my grandparents, like, Oh, you know, I'm going to Europe or with some girlfriends. And then, you know, the eventual big one of Jesse and I (laughs) are quitting our jobs. And, and backpack through Southeast Asia, they were like more upset that I was going to Southeast Asia and I wasn't going to Europe, <laughs> 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 but they were always really supportive. And they were just like, Wh- whatever, if you want to do it, do it. Um, they were, they've always been big supporters of getting out and seeing the places because they've seen the places and they, they know what it can do for not only your perspective, but like your sort of mental health and, um, what it sort of gives you as, as a person. And let alone if you're traveling with a friend, a spouse, a partner, a, you know, a, a parent, whoever it is, that, that sort of unique thing that it provides your relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And for, and for like my grandparents, I, I would say that they were very fortunate. Um, my, my grandpa worked, you know, from the day he could work, um, he worked his butt off, did really, he worked for the, he worked for the same company for almost his entire professional career. Wow. Um, and, uh, but was able to retire at a pretty early age. I think he retired, um, around 55 and had his health had, you know, was just very, you know, very financially sound, you know, just manages money really well. Um, didn't, I mean, he took his family on, um, on vacations, but it was always family vacations. were always, we're getting everybody in the, in the station wagon and we're doing a camping trip. So they were still, uh, my dad has been all over uh, the country camping, um, because of my grandpa. Um, and so they, they were still able to, to see a lot of the United States and explore, but he did it on, on the budget that made sense to what he was trying to achieve. And then because of his, um, his, you know, his fortune of having good health and everything, he was able to spend a solid like 20, years. 20 years traveling oh, wow. um, before his health, his health started declining. And, um, and then he unfortunately passed away last year, um, but he was 90, so, um, Good he, life. <laughs> it was, it was a great life and, but it's, it's not always the case for everybody. You know, he got, I think he, and I say fortunate because like, it doesn't always line up perfectly like that. And I think, you know, maybe inside I didn't see it first, it, it did kind of, there was a piece of him that was like, you should try to get this, get this going sooner. Um, as far as, you know, traveling more and seeing the world. And, and, and what was really neat that kind of blossomed out of it as Lauren and I began to travel more was the relationship that grew with myself and my grandpa, because it just gave us a lot more to talk about.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. We were,
0: we were able to like share places the day we were, we were in Singapore, we were having like a drink on top of the, I forget the name of the hotel, but the one that has like, looks like a cruise ship on top. And we like FaceTimed him and we're like toasting him. And he was like, he had been there like 15 years ago, doing the same exact thing.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Kind of create that, that, additional bond I should say you know with them through those stories and those and the kind of shared but separate memories um in the same way and yeah the reason I ask is I mean that's kind of my thought is you know if you if you can figure out how to do it in your younger years you know I you know you might be able you might be able to get more kind of or have more opportunities with that because obviously you you never know what the future will hold kind of to your point um obviously your, your grandfather was very fortunate in that case um so that's why I wanted to ask that question. But so, so back to, um, the, the first trip after, you know, you decided, uh, finally decided to leave your job and, and everything like that. Um, and, and take six, six months out there. What, I, I guess, I'm interested to hear how that goes, but I'm also interested to kind of hear since that was kind of, you know, you, you've traveled with each other before that, but that's obviously an extensive time, six months. Um, backpacking different culture languages all that stuff and traveling firsthand with um with with my wife to different places and different countries kind of with some of those uh same challenges i know that um at least i i felt like i learned a lot more about her and how her and i can work together in tough situations when you know her and i both only speak english we have you know we're, we're pretty basic in that so we had a, we had a problem solve a lot together um so i'm I'm curious to kind of hear that perspective of what that was like you know kind of the trip itself and then kind of how that that you know obviously you know helps help y'all's relationship in that way since it's a completely different um you know viewpoint almost
2: yeah for sure so like jesse said um <laughs> i was the one that basically had like a midlife crisis one day and i called him and i'm like I'm going to backpack through Southeast Asia. And this is before, this is like when we were dating, we were living together, but we weren't engaged. So obviously not even married at this point. And I think he thought like, I was joking. Like, I think, well, I don't think, I I know that he thought that I was just having a day, I'm saying things, but then I got like a second job. (laughs) And I started like, (laughs) then I started like saving for it. And then I started like buying books. And then I bought like a giant map of Southeast Asia that I was like pinning things, (laughs) pinning in our living room. And I think he was like, holy crap. Like, I don't think she's, I don't think she's lying. And um, he being very honest, it was a point of contention in our relationship for a while because I was like, I'm going with or without you. And not like in a malicious or vindictive way. It was just like, I felt very strongly to my core that this is something that I I needed, needed and wanted to do. And it's a big ask to ask somebody to get on board with sort of giving up your life and everything that you, or putting your life on pause, I should say, not giving up your life. That's a little dramatic, but like mm-hmm. putting your life on pause and kind of starting over. But I mean, there would be a month where he's like, yeah, 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 I'm in, this is going to be great. And then like two weeks later, he's like, Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. So it was, I I don't want people to think like one day we were just like, yeah, no, know we're going to do this. We packed a backpack and go, went, like there was a lot of fear and anxiety, like on, even though I may not have showed it as much as he did, like leading up to this trip. But I think collectively and unequivocally, we can both say it was the best decision we've made thus far. Um, so traveling in a country, I picked Asia, Southeast Asia, because I wanted something so different. Um, I've been to Europe, not all over Europe, um, but it felt, Europe felt familiar to me. And I if I was gonna, we were gonna take, quit our jobs, save as much money as we can and travel. I wanted to go as far away as possible, go to the places that we may never get a chance to go in our lives, just because it takes two days to get to. And you know, as Americans, you have what two weeks vacation typically for a lot of people. Yeah. So we went and it, it rocked us to our core. I think the first few weeks it was a lot of um, we landed in Bangkok and (laughs) The first day we landed, we um, left our uh, debit card at the airport. <laughs> <And> <laughs> in, in the ATM machine. <laughs> in the ATM machine. Um, Good so start. To, I know. Yeah. So we had to like work with Charles Schwab, like FedEx, SNU, it was just, a, and then it coordinating with tuk-tuks and cabs. And then this idea of, uh, of knowing you're a foreigner. So you, they call it a tourist tax. You know, like tourists tend to pay a little bit more more than, than the locals in <laughs> Asia. And then like you're eating, Food that you have no idea what you're eating. Uh, it it was just on every sense of taste, touch, smell, sight. It was a lot, and I know I couldn't have done it. Even though I talk of a big game, being like I'm going to do it with or without you, it would have been really hard the first few days not having. And like not the first few days, like the whole trip, not having Jesse with me. Not only from like a comfort and con- like comfort and. I don't know safety, like mm-hmm. little piece of home, but like I was experiencing these amazing things, and I wanted my my then husband or my now husband, sorry, <laughs> at the <laughs> time, like with me experiencing all of this. Um, so
0: I'm, I'm glad this is being recorded. I know, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> this, this is all good stuff. So, like, so like exactly like you and your wife, like you know, uh, like I I feel like any situation that came up be it like we were lost or one of us was sick or the bus or we missed a flight you know what I mean like something like that that you just had to work through and like there's a little bit of grace in traveling because at a certain point everything is completely and utterly out of your control yeah so so with all the frustration you sort of eventually get (laughs) beaten down is the right word, but I think you accept that like, well, we're going to get there when we're going to get there. Like it is, it is a little bit of, uh, of a mindset shift, especially when you're, tra- when you were traveling, um, as long as we were for, you know, several months on end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And you know, there's, there's almost like a uh, a, a separate level of trust and communication and comfort and all that stuff that goes along with, you know, with traveling with your significant other and, and, and you know, probably even if it was your best friend or whatnot, you know, somewhere, you know, completely different as, as some of those um, and some of the situations that come up. Um, and I, I also feel the same way with, with what you just said that you know, when, when, when you're home in the States and, and something's not on time or, or not you, but at least this is how I feel, you know, when I'm, I'm here and something goes on time, something goes right, you know, I feel completely, you know, lost and out of control and, you know, get frustrated and on all those different emotions, but I've noticed whenever I'm or when I have traveled to different places outside of the country, like my, my, my normal, uh, anxiety level is I guess would probably be the best way almost goes down because because of that discomfort but also in the fact that I know I can literally only control what I control like and I probably can't even control the things at home but I feel like I should be able to control the things at home but when I'm away from home I I just have a different mindset because of that which is kind of one of my favorite parts from from our travel experiences but yeah as I I like that you kind of mentioned that as well so, but besides, um, you know, obviously, you know, a, a great start to the first day, leaving your, your debit card and, and everything there, um, what were there, were there any like kind of key stories or, or memories from that specific trip that, that you, you know, that you took from that? Um, there's, yeah, there's, 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 there's I am mean, sure
0: there's a bunch, bunch. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, one of, um, I think like, you know, and this might go into, um, effects of, you know, like how traveling can, you know, can affect others and how it affected us. And I believe that it would do the same for a lot of others is, is the perspective that it gives you on not just the place you're traveling, but also the people that you meet that might also be from different parts of the world. So we met, we not only met, you know, um, Locals to whatever countries we were in, but also other travelers that were from other countries that we weren't from. So from the Netherlands or England or, you know, Australia. Australia. So it really, it gives you this just like, and that's where a lot of our, our great stories, like we still have, we have a, we have a, we have a Facebook chat with like eight eight people uh-huh. um and i think we have it's titled the hateful eight just <laughs> yeah. just because like that was like a movie that it just released around that time we we're like let's let's give ourselves a catchy name um but it's like um two folks from germany a canadian lauren and i um a a, some and, of a, and then another um uh Beth's from uh, the u.s yeah, yeah um so we um it's just this whole random group and we just happen to meet while trekking. In Nepal in the Annapurna Circuit, and one of like we travel like it almost like minimizes the uh, required like rapport building time because you're spending like this intimate time with these with these strangers, um, even though, though it might be over a short period of time, but you you're bonding with them so much faster.
1: Yeah, um,
0: and that's what we found like across the board every place we've gone. When we, you know, to put it in like numbers terms, you have one dinner. With a couple that you just met while traveling, that equates to knowing someone for maybe six months on a on a regular basis here, you know, back home. As far as like the time you would take to get to know somebody, so it really just like speeds up that like rapport and like what you, you just learn have, about somebody. You just
2: have like a, a such a deep connection based on like traveling, and it's such a passion for so many people that when you meet somebody that has a shared passion, and that's with anything. It's not even travel, like if you're love pottery and you meet another person that loves pottery, it's like this instant effortless connection. And it, and it seems like, um, man, like I've known this person feels like my whole life or something. It's very easy and it's casual. And I think that's to Jesse's point is like travel forever. The best thing about travel always and forever for us will be the people that we experience along the way. Um, because it's, it's an indescribable feeling and, you know, Jeremy, I'm sure you and your wife have met people or anybody listening, if you know, you know, and it's like a really hard feeling and emotion to describe and it's, it's something really special and sacred and something that I, I truly hope everybody at least wants in their life, regardless if it's somebody they meet within their state within their, you know, home country or, or someplace abroad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that, that totally makes sense. And, and yeah, to your point, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to kind of uh, describe that, but I I know what, I know what you mean, like I said, from, from those experiences. So, so after, after the, you know, the six month uh, trip and that kind of stuff, obviously you all have been um, quite a few places since then. (laughs) So, so where, where are some of those places that you've been and kind of, you know, obviously initially you made the jump of kind of putting the the quote-unquote normal life on hold to do that but then you know obviously it, it seems like you have progressed you know that that initial kind of idea so so where are some of those places and kind of how has that looked like a, from a um i i, I guess a, a balanced perspective of you know what you where you've been able to go how you you know balance other responsibilities and that kind of stuff
2: yeah so um it actually wasn't until um when we got back from Asia, um, like Jesse said, we did like a, a, a few stints of road trips um, in 20, we left in 2017. So, but since then, I think we, we were um, struggling a little bit to find this, this, this balance between this incredible nine months and all these experiences. And like, it, it's hard to even put into words sort of the, the struggle that we were sort of dealing with. Um, coming back to I guess quote unquote reality or like picking mm-hmm. up life and pressing play again. And um, as excited as we were to come home to see friends and family, I think we were uh, really like, well, now what? You know, now what? Obviously we need to get a job because we had, had no money. But, <laughs> yeah, um... yeah, that was,
0: that was definitely on the road.
2: <laughs> so we sort of, um, it didn't happen overnight by any means. You know, we, 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 we jumped straight back into like corporate America and I think as the, as 2018 went and 2019 went, um, we were taking our, our our time away from work became so precious and important to us that we mm-hmm. were very um,
0: strategic, strategic
2: on. on how we were gonna use our time and where we were gonna go. Um, so like in 2018, um, we went to Italy and Morocco, um, both our, I mean, I don't know if any, for listeners who don't know where Morocco is, Morocco is like basically where Spain is, you know, there's, there's. A short So little, south Spain, little, yeah. little South of Spain. So, um, you know, you fly into Barcelona or whatnot, I can take a dip over into Morocco. So, you know, like a, essentially a flight to Europe. So we are very strategic in that. And then, um, it really wasn't until the pandemic hit that, um, I want to be sensitive because I know the pandemic has affected people in in, in positive and, and negative ways. But for me, um, I went remote uh, or went to an at home worker due to the pandemic in March of 2020, and I haven't gone back since. I'm, I'm I'm officially a a remote worker, and that in and of itself has allowed pretty much skyrocketed Jesse and I's travel like off the charts. We bought a um, camper last year, lived in it for several months, traveled around the United States. Um, we just got back from a month in Columbia, the country of Columbia, not Columbia, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it it's allowed us this freedom that we didn't have before um, with a traditional or the the job That my job required you know very nine to five if not longer in front of the computer teams chats teams calls all all, all the all the things so it i don't know and i think
0: like if even if you know lauren's job because we were already having a conversation prior to her going to working at home was finding something different for her um, that would give us more flexibility um we were already starting to have those conversations because again like i mentioned before like putting travel as one of your top priorities, you, you find ways to work around everything else, including your work, um, to make, you know, to fit those, to fit that priority. So for us, we were already having those conversations and then started working from home. And then it kind of opened up to us like, okay, now all of a sudden I became the anchor, uh, of, uh, the flexibility side of things, because I, it does, I, I can usually, um, leave St. Louis, um, for, you know, four to five, maybe six weeks at a time before I need to kind of be face-to-face here in in the city. Um, so it, it did give us that ability to have some more flexibility and just allow us to, to travel more. And especially last year, like Lauren mentioned about us, um, getting a camper, um, with the uncertainty of like the travel restrictions, especially traveling internationally. Yeah. We had spent like the previous year doing a whole lot of nothing, like a lot of other people had done. Um, and we're like, we're done sitting at our home waiting to see what what's gonna happen. So what can we do to get things more in our control, to at least put some more of that certainty back in our our side of things to, to go and see see places? And that was when we made the decision to buy a camper and you know work remotely from our camper for I wanna say we logged almost 90 days. Um,
2: yeah, like three or four months. Away. Yeah,
0: yeah, almost almost ninety, hundred days altogether in our camper last year, um, between the places we went um, all over the country, and it really made a big impact on us. It got us a chance to see um, a lot of places in the United States we hadn't we haven't seen yet, um, and it's kind of it kind of reminded us too that like as much as incredible it is to go see all across the world, which oh, we love yeah. to do, there's so much in our own country. Um, we've got like one of the most geographical diverse countries in the world. maybe um so it's like we're there's there's so much here to offer but um so yeah so that's that's kind of you know how our our travel has kind of evolved and changed since um
2: we quit since
0: we quit and came back so we're, (laughs) we're constantly we're on this kind of scale of slowly traveling more each year and allowing you know work to keep us uh physically located in missouri so we're every year, if we can, if we can look at the past year and, and the previous year and be like, we did more, we were, we were traveling more this year than the year before. That's like a win to us, even if it's by a couple of days. Um, that's our goal is to kind of, you know, have that, create that balance and, and build out, you know, build out a lifestyle that, that allows us to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And obviously, you know, kind of very strategic in, in that point. And, you know, the, uh, kind of to, to Lauren's points, I know, I know a lot of, people experience COVID in, in different ways. So like you said, don't want to, you know, take anything away from that. But, um, it seems like a lot of people that I, that I spoke with, you know, more, more than, uh, more often than not, they, they kind of use that as an opportunity to either travel more or get outside more, just reconnect with things that they used to love and be passionate about, but, you know, always had, you know, the excuse, well, I got to be at, you know, a so-and-so job for, you know, nine to five all week. And how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And that kind of with the, the, the almost recreation of, of what remote work means, you know, it, it seems like it allowed a lot of people different opportunities, whether, you know, big or small to kind of get back out there. So, exactly. Um, so it's, it's cool that you guys were able to you know, use uh, I, because the situation. I don't want to say advantage, but you know, in a sense, you know, use it to your advantage of that way to kind of you know pursue that ultimate priority to you know see the various places, and then also you know pivot like you did to well, we probably can't do any of the international travel during this time, but what's uh what's the the U.S. of A. got to, got for us to see? So <laughs> right. we, we have a lot. We yeah. Have a lot, so 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 kind of out of out of all all your experiences um you know whether you know nationally or internationally um I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you both this question and tell them to for your favorite um the favorite place that you've been and and why and maybe if there's a short story that goes along with with that why
2: why are you asking <laughs> I'm making um I think for me um I hold such a fond place for our time in Asia. Like it, I, I, I'm not sure what a trip, something just incredibly amazing would have to kind of happen for me to me to not pick a place in Asia. But picking one place in Asia, um, I'm torn between two. So can I give two?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It's okay. like picking your, yeah, you know, it's like ranking your, your, your kids or everybody, <laughs> yeah. you know, you don't really want to put one above the other, but you know, you love them all differently. So yeah, sure. Two's fine. All right.
2: So <laughs> I'm, I'm torn between two and, um, I think for similar reasons, but, all, but also maybe a little bit of different reasons as well. So, um, the country of Myanmar and then, um, the country of Nepal. So, um, Myanmar was a place of the eight or nine countries that we went to in Asia Was the one I was looking forward to the most and the reason being is up until recently uh its borders did not open and I up until recently like you know within 10 10 or so years 15 years its borders have not been opened like publicly to tourism um and it was the most sort of natural raw authentic country of the list that we were going to just for the fact that sort of it hasn't been infiltrated by you know like western society and cultures and tourists and all that thing and it was among the most difficult countries in terms of food in terms of getting around um but it was like I think what I needed the most from a like authentic standpoint and like it's hard to say because it's like not a lot of people have gone to Myanmar but It's beautiful. The people are so friendly. I I just, I don't know what it was. It like truly like captivated, like my soul and my like essence. Um, and I loved it. So if anybody, (laughs) Myanmar is probably not on on the top of anybody's list to go, but, um, I would love to change your mind. (laughs) So you can (laughs) DM me on Instagram and I'll I'll change your mind. And then the second, um, being um I had a love-hate relationship with Nepal I wanted to leave Nepal so quickly I got um actually got very sick I had um Giardia from the water and we were hiking up in the Himalayas and um being my very dramatic self I was like this is it. I'm gonna die <laughs> Like, this is how I'm gonna go and I think it was just the mix of between Nepal and Myanmar the beauty but also the like It challenged me and it made me very uncomfortable, but like in being uncomfortable, those are the moments I remember the most. And I don't remember them as uncomfortable anymore. I remember them as like beautiful moments. And I think those are like, they're just, they were just so different from anything that we experienced throughout the rest of Asia and like just in my life and those two countries, like I'll never forget like a moment of of being there.
1: So put those on your list, guys. Yeah.
2: So, again, <laughs> and, I, I will and change call your Lauren. mind. Want, and call Lauren. Well, wandering yeah. Stu's on Instagram. DM me. Yeah. I will help you plan your trip. Big, big fans of me and <laughs> Lauren Paul.
0: <laughs> and uh, how about you, Jesse? So I'll, um, I'll since you gave since you already opened the doors to giving two, I'm going to take it back. <laughs> um, but my first one would be um, in order um, would be Nepal as well, but specifically. Um, the Annapurna circuit that we trekked, uh, we did it, I think it was about 18 days of, of trekking into the, into the, you know, Himalayas and it just, um, to be in that kind of, I, I've always loved the outdoors and even more so like up being up in the mountains. And, um, it just was this incredible experience and to, to, to also tie into the culture of the place we were like every person you're in this, you're in this such. In the mountains, you're in this. You could be in this very harsh environment. I mean, it's it's the mountains. It's a dry climate. Um, it just it's it's you're you know thousands of feet in altitude, and but you meet these people that live there that are your hosts for every every night you're staying somewhere, and the most incredible giving people, and just what nothing more than to take care of you and like be your friend and make sure that you know you're on the right path and you're you're having the best time that you possibly can. Um, so that would that would put, put Nepal um, as far as places we've been, you know, on the on the top of that list. And then most recently, um, I would say Colombia, where we just were, um, has now. I used to always say Nepal, but now since being to Colombia, it's taken a spot um, in the top of the charts for me as well. And for a lot of different reasons, again, uh, Colombia is a very uh, geographically diverse country. They've got everything from highlands to gorgeous Caribbean beaches and everything in between. Um, but they, um, again, the people are just incredible. There was what was very, what, a couple of things that were very just refreshing. One was the the stigma that was once, or is even still there for, for Columbia and just having to do with cartel and things of that nature, which is just almost from our experience, just it's not what it it, it's not all what it was back in the 80s 90s and it's such a better place and it's it's an incredible place so just countering the stigma that that the country has um and being so delightfully surprised um was was you know was a big piece for me and then just colombia is not um unless you go to like cartagena or like medellin where there's more you know there's more tourists and more um you know travels travelers or expats hanging out English is not very widely spoken. Um, and so on one side, if you're not looking for, you're looking for a place that speaks English, there's definitely parts that would be uncomfortable, but for myself, like it almost, almost instantly landing in Bogota and realizing that I was going to be challenged with what little Spanish I had and using Google translate on the other side, it was, I was, I was smitten. I was like, (laughs) just super excited.
1: Uh, up, up for that challenge there. Yeah, Google uh, Translate is definitely your friend. Um,
2: and when he says little Spanish, it's like "Hola."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little more credit than
0: that, but yeah, but it's not much more than that.
1: Uh, that's a little bit better than is So, that, you know. <laughs> um, so so to that point, I always like to ask um our our uh, guest one piece of advice for for the listeners. um And I think kind of the way that this conversation is as kind of gone is sort of the that that work travel balance is what I'll call it um, that you all have have figured out, you know, even before the whole remote situation kind of happened and all that stuff. So for someone that, you know, really, really has that, that, um, that instinct to, to want to travel and see the world, you know, and, you know, maybe not wait until, you know, they're retired and all that stuff, but you know, they're, they're afraid because they have a mortgage or rent or, you know, whatever responsibilities at home, What, what piece of advice would you have for them to, you know, kind of to make that, that first step and, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a six month step, you know, as, as your kind of big leap was, but, you know, to kind of get in, kind of shift that mindset to like, okay, we're, I, this is my goal and this is how I'm going to reach it. What, I mean, what would, what would your kind of first piece of advice uh, would be to offer to someone that's kind of in that position?
2: I think it's funny because Jesse's probably going to give like a very like practical and like, no, <laughs> like, I got, I got like a, and my, yeah. my answer would probably be a little bit more of an emotional one, but are like an emotionally driven feelings one, but go for it just.
0: Um, so contrary to what Lauren <laughs> in line with what she was going to say, and also contrary, um, mine's two parts. Um, I think there's no, like, like the big brand Nike says, just do it. Like there's no trip too big or small. It's just about it's pick a place whether it's you know near or far long or short trip pick a place commit to it buy the plane ticket buy the car rental buy the hotel whatever 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 like locks you in to go do it because it locks you in to commit it and financially always tends to you know lock people in to commit to something so commit to it like just pick a place commit to it and again doesn't have to be a super long trip it can be a long weekend like honestly it's just it's really it's it's getting your, you know, dipping your toe in the water, especially if you haven't taken that that leap yet, just commit to it. And there's a lot of incredible places um, with like super close to the United States that people can travel from um, that aren't that you could do a long weekend. at. I mean, Columbia is a little bit of a stretch, but like realistically, Columbia is only. There's a seven hour flight from St. Louis. Oh, so wow. it's a lot closer. It's a lot closer than we think it is. It's
2: less than three hours from Miami. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And in Miami, you're like basically neighbors. And so you're and they're on the same on a similar time zone, too. So if you're also trying to work, it's a great place to, to do that. Um, but there's even closer places. I mean, there's all sorts of great spots in Mexico, of course. There's the Caribbean, there's all you know, Puerto Rico, of course, like we talked Puerto about. Puerto
2: Rico requires it's a US territory, right. so they use US currency and no passports required.
0: Um, so that, that'd be my like uh, my personal, like first piece of advice is just like commit to something, um, doesn't matter how big or small it is. Um, the other piece like you, and you mentioned, you mentioned something, Jeremy earlier about like concern about commitments. Um, and this is a little bigger picture and it's something that Lauren and I have, you know, worked on over the past, well, probably eight years, um, four years that we've owned it, but we, we don't, one of the things that we, we focused on was like minimizing our, our expenses and like our concerns. And specifically like with a, with a place we live in Missouri, we, we bought a, uh, an apartment, like a four family. Um, and we live in one of the units and we rent out the other three. And so it just, and we're not like, we don't get rich off this. Like, it's not like a get rich quick scheme. It took a lot of work and time to make it happen. But now we can like, it gives you that peace of mind that that's one big bill that we don't have to like worry so much about.
2: And if, and um, if you have like a mortgage, like I get everybody doesn't own, own and live in a rental property. And if you're comfortable with it, it's, it's a level of like putting it up for an Airbnb.
0: Yeah. And, and really just like, it's, it's more or less, like I'm not saying everyone should go out and buy, buy like a rental property and, and make that their thing. Cause it's not for everybody. Um, but my challenge would be just to, you know, think more creatively on the expenses that you do have, whether it is either your rent or your mortgage or uh, a car payment more creatively in the sense of like, how can you offset those? Like, what are some strategies or ideas that you could be comfortable with to offset those? So they don't feel as big of a burden and as big of a, as a risk when you're trying to make a decision to spend money to go travel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. And I, I like that kind of idea, kind of the almost look at it through a different lens, you know, like, uh, you know, obviously it, it makes sense kind of in your situation, but for the mortgage thing, well, yeah, you can just it out airbnb while you're gone you know figure out whatever that looks like but then you know one less thing you have to really worry about so um but i, I want to hear the truly uh, emotional side of it lauren <laughs>
2: um i think um i think you i you, you touched on it earlier you know i i'm not to be um i don't know too out there but like your tomorrows aren't aren't guaranteed and that's and that's for for everybody and i and i don't mean to take sort of like a very serious like tone but um, they're just saying that's like, you should go to one place new every year, right? Something like that, I'm not quoting it directly, but you should visit one one new place every year. And to Jesse's point, it, it could be a weekend in Seattle. It doesn't have to be a week trip to San Juan, Puerto Rico or two weeks to Northern Italy. It doesn't have to be this, it should be fun and it should be exciting. And I think when you travel, and you make time for travel, it is this amazing, healthy bit of fresh air that you can do like for you. I don't think, I think a lot of people in this day and age, like we're, me personally, I'll I'll just use me as an example. I'm connected to my phone. I'm connected to my computer. I am connected to everything. And um, I feel like there's weeks that go by that I'm like, I don't even know what I did today or they I did this week like I have no idea, idea what even day it is and I feel like people don't take care of themselves in a way that they should and allowing you to be like man I've always wanted to see I don't know the Great Smoky Mountains the Eiffel Tower the well I don't know what else whatever else the coast of California like allow yourself and respect yourself to make you number one and to make time for what you want to see and do in this life
1: yeah, I know. I, I love that, and I, I agree with that as well. Because sometimes, uh, oftentimes people kind of you know put themselves in in the in the back burner, thinking that it's being um, uh, I guess self selfless that way, and not because they don't want to be selfish, uh, but you know you you know taking carry your own dreams and, and everything else as well. Also, you know, affects the people around you in a positive way as well. Um, which I feel right. like sometimes like, people don't understand that. So.
2: No, it, it totally is. I, I think it, 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 it's a little bit of a, of a healthy reset. And, um, I think when you're a better person, you make everybody around you a better person.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so where can people find, um, you all online to see, um, you know, the places that that you've been, the places that you're going, Um, I I think you have some different resources and stuff on the website. So where, where people can, where, where can people find you online?
2: Yeah. So we have um, a travel blog, wandering stews.com wandering as, as it's spelled in stews, S T U S like, like stuss, (laughs) (laughs) but stews um, that's where travel guides, you know, all of our photos. And then, and then um, on Instagram, we're fairly, we're pretty active on the stories and we post a lot of I don't know, reels and all that stuff just to show um, a little bit about what places we travel to are like. Um, and then as always, like we're the reason why we have a travel blog and do what we want to do is because like like no lie, I, I want to get as many people as I can just to go to like a new place. Like even if it's like <laughs> like the neighboring county or something. So like if any of you have any questions and you read the blog and you're like, oh man, uh like I don't know, I got questions on X, Y, and Z email us, DM us on Instagram. Um, We'd love to help you guys travel.
0: And if you're not, um, you know, tuned into Instagram or Facebook, um, we have a a newsletter that you can also subscribe to on our website. Um, And we'll, we'll send out newsletters when we post new content and places we've been been going. So it's a great way to keep up with us without having to, you know, check in on Instagram or Facebook, if that's not your, if that's not your
1: cup of tea. Awesome. Well, everyone definitely make sure you check out the website and, and social and all that good stuff um, for some inspiration. And obviously, you know, uh, for some some help and tips as well, if, if you need them. Um, sounds like they're both very open to that. And, you know, I, I uh, like that kind of internal mission to get as many people kind of to travel whether big or small as you can. So I think that's awesome. But I appreciate uh, both of you all for taking the time to, to share your, your individual stories, your collective stories. Um, and I wish you, uh, the best of, of travel adventures, uh, in this year.
2: Awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. Same to you, Jeremy. <laughs> Thanks again.
1: Thanks for listening. And Hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion until next time.